Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. world outside your window is not great, but here on Poe Show Recaps, everything is low-key, pretty cool, it's pretty super, it's everything is super, it's the podcast dedicates all things super heroic, presently focused on Loki, the Marvel show, episode four, the Nexus event. I'm Josh Wiggler. I am not joined here this week by Kevin Mahadeo. Instead, I am joined here by Crocodile Kevin Mahadeo. (laughs) (laughs) I liked it. Crocodile Kevin is also, unless it is an alligator, as as uh, as we were discussing with a special guest earlier. Right What's that? We We've got a special guest here on Everything is Super this week. You haven't heard her here in a minute, but you've heard her a lot on the Everything is Super podcast. And we're getting her takes on Loki for the first time all season. I'm mega hype. I'm super pumped. Uh, is this the is this the genuine article, Latanya Starks, or is this a variant, Latanya? <laughs> I'm a variant. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the delivery that I'm a variant. Hey, everybody. I'm a variant. Um, <laughs> I'm from Chicago. I enjoy uh, craft beers and uh, long walks near a beach, but not necessarily on one. I'm a variant. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Oh, my God. Well, variant Latanya. Uh, I missed the regular original Latanya, but variant Latanya is cool, I guess. Thanks. Original recipe Latanya is on break. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on Yadis. On Yadis. Uh, Latanya, welcome back to the show. How you doing? Hey, hey, everybody. It's so great to be back here on your um, ear machines. That's what, <laughs> that what they're these called? are called. Yeah, no, these sure. ear machines. Mm-hmm. Your, your ear yeah. machines, just like you know, Cut to thousands of listeners staring <laughs> at the robot ears that they listen <laughs> to podcasts out of. Yes, yeah. <laughs> or just that one giant ear that all the bachelors, like bachelorette contestants, were talking into. That's yeah. a joke for others. Not um, me. Not not y'all. Not me. Um, yeah, no. It's great to be back here talking about this weird, weird show. Yeah, um, that we know is Loki, and back to be back with my boys. Yeah, I, yeah. I I did a very like uh, USO show. Hi, boys. <laughs> <laughs> when you hopped on when the I call, on. yeah, you did. It was great. It was really wonderful. No, I'm I'm psyched to to have you back on the horn, especially as we're like slightly over halfway into the show. A uh, great chance to get like some fresh takes on like what's going on here, and like really what's going on. What is this? What's with all? Now we've got a thousand. Uh, well, I guess it's not a thousand Loki. What do we have? We have like six, six loci at the moment. Uh, yes. Loci? Yeah. Loci. Loci. Yeah. Yeah. For Sylvie, for sure. I think that's, yeah. uh, that, that's six we got that we've seen. I was yeah. calling them all lesser Lokis or LLs for short. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in my notes, but yeah. you know, then Sylvie had to go and name herself. Yeah. <laughs> should all the lo- should all the loci be naming themselves? Like, should the baby Loki just be like, I'm Jared. 
shouldn't, shouldn't we all be naming ourselves to an extent, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, at some me. point, yeah. I, yeah. You have to dub yourself something with a yeah. sword and like try not to cut off your own head as you like doth your shoulders. Yeah. You, you get a buddy. Okay. Think, you <laughs> sure. know, get another low. Get yourself an Owen Wilson. Get, this, yeah. get yourself a very, oh my God. Yeah, well, my okay. God. So obviously, spoilers <laughs> this week. We're getting into it pretty quickly. Uh, we're talking about the fact that this episode has like a thousand Lokis. It's the big reveal. I guess like it's possible. I mean, did this episode have a thousand Lokis? Because technically it came after the episode, right? Well, that was what I was going to say. Is it, I think it's, I think it's possible, gang, that, uh, maybe you missed it there's the mid-credits scene this week it's yeah. coming earlier than they have for the previous two marvel shows right like mm-hmm. wandavision didn't do it until pretty late falcon didn't do it until the end the end and it was terrible um right. this is at <laughs> least better than that for sure uh and uh yeah so there was a mid-credit scene in which uh, after he'd been pruned after he'd been toasted uh, roasted toasted and burnt to a crisp he uh loki variant loki wakes up in some sort of like ravaged apocalyptic i think new york city it looks like mm-hmm. uh surrounded by four different loci uh so hopefully you saw that if not uh, that happened that's not a bit like that's yeah, real no, it occurred people yep get with I, it before we change what it is yeah yeah i um Man, I have so many thoughts about this episode and where we are. I will say my biggest thought is that uh, that post-credits is probably my favorite thing of the series so far. And uh, might be my favorite thing <laughs> that the Disney Plus series have done. But man, I just I just wish that ending shot was what this series was. Like, that's sort of like how we started off, right? Like, when mm-hmm. we first started talking about, like, what we're hoping the series will end up being like, this is sort of it. Like this craziness that said, like we talked about last week's episode or the previous one being episode three, being like a doctor who episode, the ending shot is setting itself up to be like a Rick and Morty episode. And if they do full Rick and Morty style shenanigans, I'm going to be happy with that at least. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be excited. And like, yes, I'm glad I got that one episode. At least that, that was sort of like hitting what I was hoping for. Um, but overall, I don't know, man. This episode was weird for me. Like, I, I think there was a lot of revelations, but not anything that, like, shocked or wowed me, except for the big moment when, for a half second, I was like, no, Owen Wilson. Yeah, uh, I was going to literally yeah. mean nothing shocked or wowed you. Wow. Yeah. Wowed me, yeah. Wow. And, and that, gosh. you know... He literally, in this episode, gosh. gosh. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't get a wow, but he gets a gosh. He gets gosh. A gosh. And he gets an amen. And, uh, so, you know, I, as, as yeah. the swan plays on uh, using a theremin, um, in, in uh, Ravana Rinslayer's office, which is just classic, you know, like this person is not going to be the best of news when they're like, yeah, the theremin is what I'm into. Yeah. yeah. It felt, like, that's the thing, too. It felt like such a weird, hard turn for that character in terms of like personality in a way, right? Like, it mm. felt like a, like a, like a, like a switch flip where I would have preferred it if, if, uh, it wasn't just so immediately sinister, almost right. Like, it, it I was, don't know. I disagree. Yeah, just because I I think that it's been threaded throughout uh, that this character has some like you know, this character's not being completely straight with anyone. Oh um, yeah, I and neither that's... is the the TVA at all. And like Ravana's entire personality has been like the TVA above all, without like right. any like dynamic with Loki that like buys more uh, Mobius like some measure of personality as well. 
right? Well, like I, I think that like Ravana has like very clearly been like team TVA all the time. And if like the reveal lasts, because like TVA is no good, they're taking variants and you're all variants. Well, there's like, a difference between like not something news. not being good. And we all agree with that versus going full, almost like in, in mannerism and style, like, mustache twirly that's my that's what i'm saying like not hard turn she's evil that's owen it, wilson's it's job more of the uh it's more of like the, the 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 way the personality shifted versus like i'm totally fine with her being bad i'm totally fine. the tba is bad right. we all kind of predicted that i think it was just it felt like a weird personality shift in in, in portrayal that didn't jive fully with me but uh i think i just saw it always hiding under there that there, that for me, from the beginning, this character seemed to have a little bit of an undercurrent of like, you know, like I've got a, a like a little bit of a nasty personality, and like don't make me show it to you. Yeah. Um. And then you know what we get, in my opinion, this complete lie from her earlier in the episode when she's talking to um, Mobius about um, C twenty and saying that C twenty is dead. Um. First of all, I don't believe that that is the case because this character is played by Sasha Lane, who is like an amazing actress and a great get for this show. And I don't think that they would have her in a prominent role. And then, you know, to the Five prominent seconds, to like the yeah. plot. Yeah. Yeah. To like the ongoing, you know, what this is all about and then have some on screen off screen death happen. But then we see later in the temp pad um, when Mobius makes the the switch um, that there was some questioning that was going on. I just always have kind of thought that there was some type of undercurrent of like, this person is not great. And maybe it's just because I am suspicious of judges. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what did it to me in episode one. Like, I was judge like, dread can't trust him. No, no, uh, especially not judge dread. The Christopher Lloyd judge from uh, Roger rabbit cannot trust that guy. Judge Reinhold. Yeah, <laughs> no way. A few judges we may have some questions about right yeah. now. You Questionable know? judges, you know, judge a judge a character. I, I say know. is like my entire career, like other career, is to be a judge of debates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're the only one we trust, trust LT. It's yeah. just you. You're the only one. There's obviously a lot to get into. We're going to get into it all. It's a big episode. Uh, there's some heel turns as we're talking about with Ravana Renslayer is definitely on the side of the Anna conda snakes as i like to say in my life that means mm. bad guy uh timekeepers uh belong in disney world not in the tva what's the deal <laughs> who built them we're gonna talk about that um there are all these new loci uh to discuss uh with the great names according to the credits of classic loki mm-hmm. kid yes. loki boastful loki. boastful loki that's that's so great uh crocodile loki so we want to know who those people are is variant loki dead is this hell if he's not dead what about mobius is he okay like what's yeah. the deal there so lots to lots to get into we also have feedback that we'll get into uh, of course you can always send that in super at postshowrecaps.com send that feedback in um before we push in let me take a quick second to thank our sponsors for this episode of everything is super those are our friends over at geico do you own or rent your home sure you do and i bet it could be hard work you know it's easy bundling policies with geico 
Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Um, in describing all the things that happened in this episode, Kevin, I neglected to mention that Loki falls in love with Loki, or I should say Sylvie, in this episode. So yes. this, and that seems to be the Nexus event. It's a little weird to I, fall in love with yourself. Well, yeah, so that <laughs> that part made me, I mean, look. I'm all about, like, learning to love yourself. We've been see, talking about this on the podcast. I think that's cute, but, like, there's, there's, there's probably, like, a little bit of a line. I, there is, the line for me, though, isn't even, like, I. okay, here's the thing. I was was would be okay with it if it was just like Loki fell in love with with themselves himself, right? Um, but they made it where it's just like this theme that loving yourself is a nexus event. It it it's world changing to finally love yourself. That I kind of gag just a little bit because like I know that I'm obviously a guy who normally doesn't like sappy stuff, but that just felt yeah. too much. Kevin notoriously self hating. It felt like it felt like I loved, you know, like I really liked the WandaVision, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, line like that. That was really good. Uh, and obviously it's created a lot of memes. But yeah. like this idea of just like loving yourself as a Nexus event was just a little too much for me where I was just like, all right, chill out. Um, but I, I honestly like I don't know. I'm so torn about that because I would have one preferred it if Loki just did not have a love interest. I feel like that's unnecessary. Two, if there was going to be a love interest, uh, you know, we we kind of hit on this earlier, but they introduce what it, they are once again claiming is like the first bisexual character. Loki's bisexual confirmed, but of course it's a female version of him. So you confirm a bisexual character and have the first on-screen love interest for them still be someone of the opposite gender, which is again like just oh sure and then lastly i think the loki falling in love with himself would be weirder or at least and like super more interesting if sylvie acted a little bit more like loki uh like the way sylvie acts isn't loki-ish as 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 we've seen the character and it would have been so funny if like this character fell in love with someone who legit was just, just like himself. him. Yeah. That would have been so funny and so much more interesting. You're saying the issue is to- the issue is is less like Sylvie the character and more Loki falling in love with someone who's not exactly like Loki. Right. Like it's it's because like she's she's not exactly like I mean like she's like we see her like removed from her circumstances as a kid and then she's mm-hmm. like I'm living like, you know, the the entire rest of my life in apocalypses. Like that person's not gonna be like the total prankster, like, you know, you know, levity, like, right. carefree prankster. Yeah. Everything so, like, is survival mode yeah. for her. Like, it which, could be equal of way, falling in love with anyone else is, is, is what it would have ended up being. It's just Loki by name, you know? And so those are the parts of that that I really just wasn't jiving with and didn't like where I was just like, come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> See, I kind of love it. <laughs> because I love, I love it. the idea of it. I love the yeah. idea of it. I just wish that they executed it better. That's that's a fair criticism. I I kind of love it because I just think that the chemistry, like the scenes uh, between those two characters, have been really good in my opinion. Like I think that they have really great chemistry. I think they play well off of one another, and I think in a way they've kind of like enchanted each other. Yeah. Like you know, in a way that they were that you know she was trying to enchant him. 
he was probably trying to enchant her at the same time. And I think they kind of got this like mutual enchantment thing going on. Um, It's also just, you know, you're right that the message in the larger story point is the point is supposed to be that Loki needs to have love and acceptance of himself in order to be able to operate in the world and not be, you know, a dictator (laughs) and murderer. Uh, But, and, and also right that of course Marvel would choose to confirm, you know, for the fourth time, maybe a third or fourth time that a character is by, or, you know, like otherwise than heterosexual, um, and then put them in a heterosexual relationship. Um, but the thing that I kind of like about it is that they're so different, um, that they're kind of amazed by what the other can do and their differences complement one another in a really interesting way. So the strengths that Sylvie has make up for the weaknesses that Loki has. And I think that he's self-aware at this point enough to recognize that. And so, you know, those beats work for me. And I also think that Owen Wilson as Mobius is completely right that Loki is exactly the type of character who would fall for himself because he's so self-centered. Yeah. He's such like, I mean, that's always been what we've known of him. Yeah. And that I like, like, again, I, I, I like that, that part of it. I, yeah, it's just, you know, it works for one work. Doesn't work for the other is totally fine. I mean, the, the, you know, uh, yeah. It, it's one of those, like, I'm fine with it. I wish they did it a different way. What can you do? I mean, right. really, that's almost like my review of the show right now. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I really wish they did it a different way. <laughs> it, listen, it's a, it's, a, it's a Disney plus Marvel show. Like, right. there are ways in which it's really, really fun. But this is, like, I think three in a row now that I feel like it, it like, there, could we, could we, like, define, like, what the thing is? Like, because there's a yeah. thing, right? There's there a thing. There has to be an, uh, like, a through line, right? You, isn't there there's a, a point? There's the- a thing. There's like a thing where like I think like so to bring in some feedback early. Uh who actually who's I believe early? uh who's early? Uh, uh we're gonna we're gonna hear from him next week, in fact, because I'm gonna be away. Mm-hmm. He's he's gonna step into the podcast in my stead. Uh another familiar face here or voice, as it were, on everything is super. Mixmaster Mike Bloom is going to be stepping up oh, to the mic next week Bloom. while I'm gone. We love a Bloom. And so Mike can maybe expound upon this next week a little bit more. But he did write in. He said this episode was absolutely wild. But I still think this series suffers from the same issues all Disney Plus MCU shows have had so far. Timing and plotting. Yep. Timing mm-hmm. and plotting. Um, because I do think that, like... Uh, I think like your point of like, I wish that the end of the episode was more of like all of the Lokis rather than like, we're drawing out the love story. Like I think that the Disney plus shows so far have been with like WandaVision's like early going, especially an exception. Uh, I think it's, they're like movies stretched out over six hours or whatever. And you feel that I, at least I, I do feel that instead of them being like treated like television. Um, and that's going to work really, really, really well for a lot of people. It's going to work really poorly for some. And I think like for me, I kind of like find myself like, okay, well then we've, we've gotten like three, like really fun shows that are like firmly like mid tier MCU for me is kind of Mm -hmm. where I'm landing. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're, this thing, they're fine. Like I was thinking about this last night because 
None of these shows, like thinking about the three shows we got so far, and like maybe Loki is going to do something crazy at the end and really make me like just like whoa, you know. But none of these shows comes close to me, like not even in the ballpark of something like Daredevil season one, Jessica season one, the first half of Luke Cage season one. It's not even a contest how much better those shows were. And they did the same thing, which is character studies, because they were really grounded, but they did it in a way that I think the plotting was stronger. I think the the like themes were like really, really interesting. I think there was a lot more to those shows. And I don't know, it, it, it's... I hate to say it, but it's almost like when people kept telling me, like, all the Marvel movies feel the same, and they're just like this cookie-cutter Disney thing. I didn't really feel that for the movies at all, and I, I don't think I will. But I'm actually feeling it for the shows just a bit. And I think yeah. that's where it hits me, where it's just like, this doesn't have the magic that I feel like the movies have. And of course, it's TV. But at the same time, like, I feel like they could. And, and, and I wish they just put a little bit more into the story of it all. Because the, the casting in, across the board is so good. And a lot mm-hmm. of the things they do is really cool and interesting. But it's just like they, 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 they put a little bit too much in one area without really pulling it off in the other. And like it, it's, it's probably not fair to compare it to the, the, the Netflix stuff. But like, you know, it's an easy comparison. And like I keep coming back to that idea. And I'm hoping something will, will, will come along to like hit that level. But it just hasn't done it yet. And yeah, I, I just I think about those, especially Jessica and and Daredevil, those first seasons that were just so so well done. Um, LT, this is your first time getting to talk about Loki mm-hmm. in in full. So, like, what what has your experience been like week to week? Like, do you find yourself like uh, like enjoying this about the same amount as Wanda and Falcon? Are you uh, more less? Like, can you like define like where you're at with with the show and your experience with it so far? Yeah, so. I think that the reason that my takes are so different, um, which obviously like isn't a bad thing, this is what we want, like in these podcasts, is that I have not been watching week to week. I've kind of gone on a like a bit of a horror movie kick lately. Yes, 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 and yes, yes. <laughs> I've honestly been watching horror movies like nonstop. Like I so I um everything is horrible is coming together <laughs> can't wait <laughs> i'm psyched for it it will it will happen one day it has to happen it will it, at this point it will so uh and, and the other thing is that you know my wednesdays were kind of taken in terms of programming because i had uh the handmaid's tale and cruel summer um and I'm so those cruel summer yeah cruel summer is a show that i uh didn't really know what I was getting into when I started watching it. I had a couple episodes on Hulu that it kind of built up from uh, there. It's a free form show. So you never know what you're going to get. But um, I recommended it on the discord, uh, which you should join, especially at the $10 level. Um, and it's the first of the month. So it's an excellent time to do so. This is a great time to sign up for the post show recaps, patron program, patreon.com slash post show recaps. Uh, it is the start of a month. This is always the time we're really trying to push it. Come be our friend. We've got cool things. Join us. It's going to be a yeah. great time. You'll love that You'll segue? love the choice that you've made. You see what I did there? You did a great that's, job. That's the sound of the price going up. Yeah, it is. Anyway. Uh, that's so, the, we got to talk about the rate. Uh. Yeah. So I've been, I, I've watched this as a binge. Yeah. I watched all of the episodes um, on Tuesday. T- Wednesday? When- Wednesday. 
Yeah. And so it's been a vastly different experience for me for, from what I've heard of you all and what you've talked about on the podcast. Cause I've had, I have listened to the podcast as well. Um, like leading up to this. So for me, I've, I wasn't, it's, it's was, it started off slow, like WandaVision did, uh, in my opinion, with the exception of the magnificent, like, uh, you know, Loki was DB Cooper. DB Cooper so funny, yeah. is just like one of the great, um, true crime mysteries of life for me, uh, that I've always been incredibly interested in. There's a really great documentary on HBO Max about DB Cooper for those of you all who are as obsessed as I am, but I thought that that was fantastic. And so this is one of those things where I got to have the instant gratification of seeing what was going to happen um, next. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that's what's made me really, really a lot more invested in the show. I wonder how it's going to change now that I am so invested and it will be a week to week watch. But the other thing to look out for is the fact that this, I believe, is the only Disney Plus show that has already been greenlit for a season two. That's the rumor, at least. Um, it, it certainly hasn't been announced. Um, but like, I would love to see a season two with, and I think like this is a good chance to start getting into this. Is like now we are at the point where like we had talked about this early on uh, in our podcasting of like this is an opportunity. There's so many different types of Lokis. Like we're doing multiverse type shenanigans, timeline shenanigans. Uh, this is a perfect time to do Lady Loki, Kid Loki, all sorts of different Lokis. And so now we have between the variant, we've got Sylvie, and now we've got former. We have like six active Loki uh, mm. in yes. in in the house. And like I I'm I hear what you're saying, Kevin, about like give me that Rick and Morty style. Like I feel like you know forget the Thunderbolts, although that would be cool to get like Evil Avengers, Dark Avengers someday. Like give me a Loki show that's like the Loki Super Squad. Like I I mean. I guess we have to see how it plays out. All due respect to the kid, the kid might be terrible. Like, I don't know. You know, I've got no idea. All due respect to the crocodile, the crocodile might be terrible. Uh, he might be the worst actor, or the best actor. Who it's knows? Hard, we'll it's hard have to, to know. see. That crocodile could be a star. But like, I'm seeing my guy, Ariel Hota, who is like one of the only cool parts of Dorne on Game of Thrones as boastful Loki. And he's got this yeah. sick hammer. I want to know more. I want to, I need. It's like made up of auto parts. I need to know. And I really, 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 I need to know if the crocodile Loki is like going to have like a Bradley Cooper voiceover or something like that. Are they just going to go rocket <laughs> raccoon with it? I um, hope so. Also, is this, is this crocodile Loki going to be from the same universe as uh, Frog Thor? So is this like paving the way for Frog Thor uh, someday, <laughs> which would be sweet. Um, but I got, I have to see Richard E. Grant act yes. very seriously in that costume. <laughs> I need it. I yes. need it. He looks, I mean, he looks like the classic comic book characters. He's classic Loki for a reason, but it looks utterly ridiculous. And they really went for it with mm-hmm. like the bright green pop. He looks like a lemon lime drink. You yeah. know, like he just, <laughs> like, I just want to have that citrusy beverage. This is, uh, th- I want it. I lo- this is, th- th- like, that post credits got me so excited for the, for an episode that I felt like pretty, like, meh about. And like, even the ending with, with, with the, We'll, we'll talk about that ending fight because I think we need to. Uh, but even after all that, like the post credit scene, I was like out of my seat, like yes, yeah, you know, like yeah. like 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 Loki in Thor Ragnarok, like Thor. But Tanya, Ragnarok, I want you to know how poorly excitement. how poorly that excitement from Kevin translated to text. Uh, I told <laughs> I told Kevin, let me know when you watch Loki. He says probably not till tonight. I said post credits, stick around, and then he mm-hmm. responds at eleven fifty seven p.m. last night, a crocodile. <laughs> 
That's all he said. That's all <laughs> he said. An alligator. A crocodile. I wanted, I wanted a to, crocodile. I mean, it's hard to convey it all. Like, I, I just... Tone the is hard to convey it, in text, just, but it was literally just a, croc- a, croc- a crocodile. <laughs> yeah. I, love, I love it. It got me, like, yeah, and, and Richard E. Grant in that outfit, like, it's just, there's so much in that one shot that encompasses everything I was excited about for this series, everything that excites me about the multiverse, like your mm-hmm. whole thing where it's just like, I want to know, I want to know like who that yeah. Thor is. I want to, and it's just like, that's the stuff about the multiverse. that gets me so excited because there's so much potential. There's so much story that you could do there. Right. Like there's just yeah. in that one shot, there's just so much storytelling in one image. And I feel like that's what I, I wanted. Right. I, and so I'm really excited for the next episode for that reason, hoping that they delve more into it. Part of me is really worried we're going to get like six minutes of it and then they're gone. And I'm like, ooh. Uh, but I mean, we'll see. Also, it it does give me slight hope because like, obviously Owen Wilson gets zapped and I was just like, oh man, that that sucks. Like, I don't Gosh. like, there's a possibility <laughs> that they did it, right? Like they actually killed off a main character like that. The moment Loki got, you know, zapped, I'm like, oh, they're fine. Um, but then... Because now, they don't, we don't know what happens when people get we don't. pruned. And that's so that's I'm, the thing. I'm hoping what it is is that you go to this, like, I'm hoping Loki isn't in a, a place where there's, like, a bunch of different people. I hope that's, like, almost like the prison for all Loki variants. And then there's somewhere else where there's going to be a prison of all Owen Wilson variants. And I well, want yeah. to see there's a flash of that place. There's a reason, right, uh, why uh, the Loki, like, I think it's likely that Mobius is dead. I think it is likely yeah. that that Mobius was pruned and that that's for real. There's always more variant Mobiuses, so it's certainly not the end of Owen Wilson, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's the end of that Mobius. Also wouldn't be surprised if that guy is kicking around, but I would I would say like feels it feels like it makes a lot of sense for these Lokis to all be together because like Loki created the TVA, right? Like yeah, I that's, also that's where we're going, right? I, like at I, this point, I, 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 not. I, I hope think not. it's interesting because it seems like they have to get all of the Lokis. Like it seems like the TVA is out to get all of the Lokis. And the, my primary one, one Loki to rule them all, Latanya. There's yeah. a, there's a top Loki. Yeah, my primary Toby. reason for Loki. saying <laughs> Toby <laughs> Loki. Yeah. Um, my primary <laughs> reason for saying that is that. We at the beginning of this, and I know we've kind of like you know, <laughs> in a roundabout way, gotten back to this. But at the beginning of this episode, we see um, when Sylvie is taken by the TVA, and she's a child. And I'm like, how does this child become a variant? Did she play with the wrong toy at the wrong time? Yo, legit, Latanya. I hoped that like. I that scene in the elevator, I was hoping that was going to be it because imagine like how effed up that would have been. Like, it's one thing where it was just like, I don't remember. It makes it feel like that's more on like Ravana being like cold and heartless. But yeah. imagine if the answer was, Well, you played with the toy in the wrong room. That because, would be like, Oh my God, the TVA is crazy. Like, because be Miss so Minutes cool. sets that up in episode one, right? When, um, thank God. Loki found his ticket. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and Miss Minutes, played by the fantastic Tara Strong, mm-hmm. which is such a great get, is is doing this whole spiel about the TVA. Um, first of all, a long time ago, what does that mean? <laughs> um, Could be a galaxy like, far, far like, away from. Yeah, like when did this happen? And did it has is it going to happen? Like, what are you talking about? This is time. But anyway, like it talks about how um the Essentially, 
you can either become a variant by knowingly doing something that goes against whatever the sacred timeline is, or just being late for work. Like, what are you saying about? Like, how does one become a variant? And I was like, I was like straight up pissed off. Like I was already rooting at this point for Sylvie, just because I think that Sophia DiMartino is doing a really great job in this as his character. And she's a great character actress. I hadn't realized that what I'd seen her before is in, is this tiny little Netflix show called flowers, which um, her husband, I think uh, happens to write and direct and also stars Olivia Coleman. And I was like on an Olivia Coleman kick and the show flowers is on. And she plays like this very, very like, wild character who's like the the daughter um in this family this, this incredibly dysfunctional and dark family and and she's wearing this ridiculous wig and i and your her face is completely covered so i didn't realize that's what i knew her from but she's great in this and so i was already kind of rooting for her because of that but um to see when and how she got you know snatched up by the TVA and escaped I was just like, what did this kid do? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that's yeah. I, so I think like, so if the thrust of the show, whether you like it or not, uh, is like Loki learning to love himself, right? Like that seems to be sort of like the journey, right? Like accept yourself, be a better version of yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you are a scoundrel. That could be good. That could be fun, but you're also, you know, uh, you know, you can be a warrior. You can be this really about like learn to love yourself is sort of like the message. And I think like there is probably at least I, I could imagine and I'm I'm starting to like kind of like try and lens it this way that if it's about like learn learn to love yourself and it's also like learn to accept or um combat and confront the things about yourself that you don't love so much. Mm-hmm. Uh and so if if they're like literalizing that with all these characters, then it I think it stands to reason to some extent that there has to be like a boss Loki. There has to be a bad Loki. Uh, and if there is, then there's like a, a Loki that does want to be the, at least if not the God of all things, then at least the God of all Lokis uh, and is going to be uh, targeting all of these other versions of himself. Mm. So and then that we end can- up in Jet Li's the one. It's kind of like the one. It's sort of the one. Well, um, I mean, he does say in the first episode, Josh, to like agree with you, is this the greatest power in all of the universe? Yeah. I really thought in the moment before he gets pruned in the in the timekeeper's chamber, when he turned to her, I really I was fully expecting him to be like, We will figure this out. And she's like, How? And I really thought that he was gonna be like, Because we are the timekeeper. Like we did this. Like he's like putting together that like it's like I can feel in my bones that this is power that I crave. Mm-hmm. Um, like I I feel like that that feels like the str- like we how many times have we like it's Mephisto you know <laughs> it's Kang the Conqueror and we know Kang the Conqueror is coming and maybe it is and that would be great and that would be cool but like within like the show that we've got right now mm-hmm. I feel like the shoe that drops especially with like the consistent unveiling of all of these different versions of the characters that there is still like one version out there that's just like uh a, a, like a person who who didn't get some of these like redemptive chances or like threw them away or didn't care about them um because like all of us have the capacity to do terrible things and like that's mm. like the the theme that they're going to expand upon anyway just planting my flag on that i kind of think that that's where we're going and that's why i'm thinking like sylvie was targeted when she was young cuz she's somebody who's like going to be like 
you know, my, my biggest and like my own, I am my own worst enemy, right? Like I am like right. the thing that can undo myself. So I need to target all the, the myself uh, to put it in like Bill and Ted parlance. That I makes mean, total it, sense. The, the evil us is, uh, I mean, I guess it makes sense. I don't know. I, I, I don't I, I, love it, but I feel like that's, that feels like, a I, 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 I'll, I'll tell you now and plant my flag. I won't love it, but sure. uh, <laughs> it's, it's sure. Oh, I'll hate um, it. It's a it's a disc- it's 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 a direction and maybe they'll do it. I would definitely not like it. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I just uh, the other thing for the the Loki loving yourself and accepting yourself and all that other stuff is just I I find myself in a situation which is why I really wish the show was something else was just like we saw this done a little bit better over a longer period of time uh, and through actions and you know change that we saw through through gradual stuff versus it's going to happen in six episodes again and instead of like the actions we're really actually mostly seeing people talk about it uh like to, the moment in thor ragnarok that solidifies a massive character journey is literally through an action without having to say the words is uh that would be really great if you were here and he throws it and loki catches it and you're just like god damn and that is a moment of just right there a character journey and something happening versus in this it's constantly just like wow you've really changed loki and it's just like Gosh. yeah we know yeah. It's, it's a lot of telling and I, it's a journey that I've seen. Hence why a lot of me just wanted this to be like, just let him be like a-hole Loki mucking up around time. Like that would have been a really entertaining show. Instead of seeing a character journey that I saw better done basically uh, before, which is part of the other rough thing is that I'm I'm seeing a, almost a, 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 re, a rerun. I'm seeing a variant of a story mm-hmm. I've seen done <laughs> with this character. And you know, that's, interesting as well because in some of the other like reading and listening that i've done not about this episode because i try not to i try to come into podcast with just my thoughts um but in some of the other reading i've done about the series the way that the the people who are in charge of like show running and directing got the jobs that they got was um essentially to talk about all of the throwbacks that they wanted to um, pay homage to in the show. And so it would make sense that you would feel like this was a little bit recycled at times because they literally are like, it's a reference on top of a reference for every, uh, just about every bit of the show. I mean, like, you know, uh, when 
Sylvie goes in and just like takes off the head of one of the timekeepers and we find out they're freaking androids yeah it's really kind of like you know there is no man behind the curtain it's really wizard of oz i kind literally of like, wrote down wizard of oz at the beginning of the episode yeah. i mean yeah you could see that it, like, yeah. even like yeah. the setup of the chamber right exactly like, yeah yeah so like it's it's those references and then you know and another reference and this is a character journey that i'd like to talk about because i love this actress as you all know um Wumi Masaku's um, B15. Yep. Um, it's the um, the Blade Runner crying in the rain scene mm-hmm. yeah. that we get, like the callback to. Um, and even like during this, like extremely what had to be terrible for the actors, um, like rainy time, we can see when Sylvie is starting to like give um, B15 a glimpse back into her own memories. Uh, her old memories of like who she was as a person. And she says, I was happy. She's crying. Yeah, like you yeah. could tell that those tears are happening. And that I just amazing. Wanna, it's such a good scene. It's and really I, good. Like, I want more of that in terms of character development. I want more of what we get with C20, even in terms of character development, which I think there will be more of. I don't think that character again is dead, but I also want to say, can we please just give Wumi Masaku all of the awards in advance for every project that she has done and might do? Cause I love her so much. Yeah. And yeah. I think that her character journey has low key been one of the best in the show for me because she went from being this very like militant, like to the second prune everybody. Like let's not even have a discussion about it. To the point where she's like nearly pruning one of the people that works at the TVA by mistake to looking at this like big brother esque poster and being like, you know, I got a glimpse of something and I need to know whether or not this thing is real. And we know that it's real. Um, We get C20 saying in the episode before it's real, it's real, it's real. So it's hard, especially in this compressed format where the show is supposed to be about Loki and then variant like Loki's to get all of the character development that we want. So we don't get as much as you would like, for example, Kevin in Ravana Renslayer's kind of heel turn. And unless you know, like her kind of lineage from the comics and who she's aligned with and her, who her love interest is in the comics. Um, we yeah, don't it's not, again. It's not the heel turn. I think it's just the it's just the the, the attitude uh, change. The, though, the, right? Yeah, it, it's it's the directing and acting choice. I guess is it mm-hmm. like I'm fine with literally everything else in the turn. It's just right. The, the, it's just the acting choice slash directing choice was all. Um, yeah, and that's so again. That's that's like a minor detail. But I agree with you wholeheartedly about the the character journey for for B15 and the stuff with C20 is great. Because it's new characters who are going through a different journey. Right. And so that's why like the Loki being the focus is like it's 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 redundant. And I get the references. It doesn't feel like it's referencing the Loki stuff. It just feels like it is making references to pop culture, but like mm-hmm. references does not always a story make, or else epic movie is a masterpiece, which I refuse to accept. Oh my um, god. So <laughs> the Tears in the Rain scene is beautiful. It's amazing. It's great. Very well done. I think that's a great reference. I think that was well executed. I've versus seen things you wouldn't believe. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Um, versus this other reference, and this is a, a overall weak point of the show, trying to do the last Jedi scene was a mistake, one. And two, like, the choreography is still not good for these fights. And it really was very blatant in that moment where they're trying to 
uh, mimic, I think, one of the best choreographed fight scenes I've seen in Star Wars. And so it was such a weird contrast in those moments. Does that make the references? Is the Nexus event uh, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe as the Force Dyad is to Star Wars? I hate you so much for doing <laughs> Do you, though? I hate you so much for doing Don't you, though? It's, uh, I like, mean, like, how many... Like, it's not even going to be a Dyad at the end. There's yeah. so many Lokis. Just yeah. a Lokorgy. A a lorgy. A lorgy. A lorgy. I just, yeah, I... I uh, a key party is what we're going to call that. Oh, nice. I like <laughs> The it. other part... Yeah. For the choreography that gets me too is that this goes back to I think a weirdness with the show in that they really want the punchy kicky stuff even though Loki's not that guy like that's not Loki you can have Sylvie doing it sure but like when Loki has his power why is he not teleporting like he did like when the collars come off mm-hmm. like we've seen Loki fight before we've seen how he does stuff what Simo makes him unique he's not Thor he's not there punching and kicking right. like he's there like shifting mimicking like doing all this stuff where was all of that that could have made a really awesome fight scene and unique to the character especially con like if you want to do the contrast contrast against sylvie who had to grow up a warrior instead they're both just punching things and i think like this is what josh and i were saying last week right is this going to end in a marvel way mm-hmm. with like a big fight and i'm like it will. Yeah, i it hope will. like it feels like it's gonna and that's unfortunate for like this particular situation in this particular character. And what's really interesting about that, Kevin, is that they go through such lengths to try to, uh, at least they say, said that they have gone through such lengths to try to differentiate Loki's fighting style from any other, anyone else's fighting style in the MCU. It's supposed to be more like water dancer fluid kind of style. Whereas Thor is like all force, like all like strength all the time. But it is, it has just turned into leg sweeps and yeah. and kitschy, like kicky, punchy, flippy. I would have um, loved it if they had that. Like having him do, like not Kapoor, obviously, but like more like like Tai Chi fluid movements, movements mm-hmm. or something, like things like that, I think would have been really fascinating and really interesting to see that contrast. Like a great one in the Justice League animated series, they do this thing with Hawk and Dove who one is like uh like you know like the aggressive angry one the other one is like the peaceful complacent one and like when you see them fight hawk is throwing punches all the time and dove is using judo essentially to redirect their energy and i'm like that's an awesome contrast in the fighting styles that right. made sense with the characters and, and it's they, like one of those things that i wish they did that here and that they seem to have different powers like we see in that like um roxon corporation store that they're in during that one apocalypse i guess I, what was that episode two three uh I think that was two, yeah, yeah. with the uh, ro- ro- Rocksmart. <laughs> oh yeah, Rocksmart, where um he is like able to like um use what is it called when you can like float something to you? Telekinesis. Yeah, telekinesis. Mm-hmm. So like, why isn't he doing that? Yeah. <laughs> um, more, and, you know, we he see stopped a the building. Bit. Wow. By the way, <laughs> the things I would do with telekinesis, my God, the ways in which my life would improve. Oh, it would be so much. Oh better. my God, it would be great. Like it is. Like forget like flying cars. Forget like all of the things we need to fix. Just get me an implant that has <laughs> telekinesis abilities. Is that your like superpower that you would have? If you, you know, I hadn't. One? I hadn't thought about it until recently. I still think like probably invisibility would be good. Mm-hmm. Like at least if I. Could, like turn it on and off 
invisibility would be good because then I would like just go to a party and it gets awkward and it's like, all right, bye. <laughs> that, that's what I do anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's what I do <laughs> anyway, but I get caught because I'm not spry. Um, we've got a lot of feedback that I think will drive the the rest of the conversation. So let's let's dig into it. This was from Ryan. Um, Ryan said, my only issue with the episode was the Nexus event that got them saved. Isn't it a paradox that them forging a bond creates the thing that saves them? Because if they're not saved, then nothing on the timeline change. And then Ryan continued, and this I do need some help with. Ryan says, uh, one more big issue. Did they just yada yada the TVA's reaction to the bombing of the timeline? Um, Did they clean it up? If so, how was Sylvie's plan useless? Um, Yeah, yeah, I guess I have that question. (laughs) Yes, which was which bothered me a lot. That they just yada yada. I really, yada, when you I really see... thought we were like on um, Lamentus last week because, like, when we would come back to this, like, you would be kind of like forced into some measure of endgame because that's such a major thing that happened. And it did feel like that was so, uh, like, all urgency surrounding that felt totally gone this week. I, I really, I did mm. feel that. I didn't love well, that. Yeah, the timeline's back to normal. We see at the beginning that's a straight timeline again. And so, like, there's there's a point up to that where it's just like they yada yada over something cool. So, I mean, Sylvie's plan made sense in terms of like what they were trying, what she, she was trying to do, bomb the timeline, make a distraction, get in the elevator, take out the timekeepers, right? And just the fact that they fixed everything so quickly, you're just like, oh, okay. And so like, yeah, it, it, it is, I don't know, the show, like a lot of the Marvel shows feels like they, they, they tease a lot of stuff and then don't do the thing that they're teasing and instead just sort of sort of just like brush over it. Like they want to get us hyped, but then don't actually pay off a lot of it. Um, but the Nexus event stuff is 100% like paradoxical. doesn't make a lot of sense because like them fought like him, him, him learning to love himself, created the Nexus event, but then they got saved. So how the Nexus event got created, because if he fell in love with himself, they would have been wiped out by the blast anyway. So they would have been Armageddon. So it should have created the Nexus event. So why did that happen? The, par- uh, the paradox itself seems to be the Nexus event. But what's the parrot? I guess the paradox is just a Loki falling in love with a Loki, but the paradox should be a Loki meeting a Loki. So it should have been the entire thing should have been a full Nexus event the moment they got to Lamentus. Yeah, but it's when feelings get in the way that things get really hairy. Um, this is from Ben. Uh, ben writes in, he says, it's definitely a paradox, but not necessarily an inexplicable one. The TVA weren't lo- looking for them to reset the timeline. They were looking for them to bring them back. So I can see why that could cause an issue in terms of their Nexus detection. If the detection is the timekeeper seeing things go off track and they see that they'll be brought back without resetting that timeline, then the Nexus event is real. It's kind of like Lost's approach to the incident. I guess spoilers for Lost very mm-hmm. lightly. The Nexus event... Kevin, don't shake your head. You bring up Lost almost as much as I do. With That's these very days. true. Um, the Nexus event it's is true. a self-fulfilling prophecy because no one knows that the right response is to leave it alone. Um, yeah, I mean, like that. that is like sort of like the thing of like... Uh, you say what you will about Lost, but Kevin, you do often say like you really enjoy how Lost handled time travel. They like, handled that, it beautifully and wonderfully, and I yeah. agree with that part. I don't yeah. think this is that. I yeah. don't think this is paradox. This doesn't. This doesn't fit the paradoxical equation of it because, like, the looking for them, it like the, the timekeepers wouldn't acknowledge that it's a nexus event to branch the timeline because one, we would we know they're not real, but two, they would have just let them get wiped out because that would have solved the nexus event problem. That's the whole Armageddon theory about hiding in the Armageddon. So like 
that branch and that branch so extreme that they wanted to point it out doesn't make sense. I think I think in a way it is very much just like they wanted a meaningful theme moment and overlooked the logic of it, which could happen. That happens in stories all the time. And I think that's sort of like what happened there. It's again, like when Loki stopped that building from falling on him in the previous episode, they were like, are they going to talk about that? And then they they have not <laughs> at all. And I don't think they're going to. Yeah, it was really pretty. Slight. And then that, you know, the <laughs> apocalypse was beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was gorgeous. <laughs> um, the ends of the world should look this beautiful all the time. I mean, that how that many was... Armageddon's I would cause, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that that was I thought that was like strikingly beautiful. That was the shot from the trailer uh, that we've referenced a couple yes. of times, Kevin, where like people thought that that was Scarlett Johansson on Boromir. Uh, is that like lingering shot of Loki approaching and sitting down next to Sylvie? A lot of people thought that was a widow. Uh, Um, I consulted Robin about the hair and Robin said, yeah, but black widow had a braid. You would have seen it. I thought, I thought about (laughs) that as well as I was watching the scene. Uh, Mm -hmm. I had not thought about it up until that moment. Black widow had the worst hair in the history of time in Endgame. So that's Robin's thing too. You would have seen it from any like any distance amazing incredible um torby who loved the episode torby says i think slash assume haha dangerous torby the sacred timeline outright just is not a thing there's nothing sacred about this universe they're protecting just pruning others to ensure the safety of it and using my working theory of kang which is a hill that i will die on is what torby says maybe the tva is protecting the timeline in which kang is victorious and are pruning those at risk of threatening his reign i Mm. do think that there is like a there is like a significant amount of this that gets explained by virtue of the fact that like there isn't a sacred timeline it's nonsense like the point is is that like uh to to quote a a different show that we podcast about on post show recaps from time to time all life is precious um not to trigger any anybody who remembers that from walking dead um but like that seems to be like an idea that's at play here and certainly as like we're going to start expanding more into like multiverse stuff maybe like multiverse of madness is like a horror show but like how are we are, are we ever going to like be put in the position with the next spider-man movie to like root against the fact that like toby Maguire is back like we're gonna love that like that's gonna be great that's gonna, I'm gonna only, be rooting against it it's only gonna be presented as it's a lovely thing that's the mm. only way that they're gonna do it you know against it you know but that's what they're gonna try and do you know uh so i think that uh i i think like that that's part of it is like there isn't a sacred timeline like there is like a there is like a conspiracy to protect the timeline but it's not like this is what it's it has to be like that's that's getting blown open interesting thing where you could be like what happens when you just let systems run even though and not question it because like you, like let's suppose there were time keepers let's suppose they existed let's suppose they 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 this is millennia right like this is this is time time forgotten time forever there were three people who had exorbitant amount of powers they started this idea of a sacred timeline they built a machine they built the tva and they they kick-started going they built an a- algorithm that is set to track and follow and eliminate any variants and eventually the timekeepers all died but the machine still runs the cog still goes. Everything keeps moving. The TVA and its people are still in this machine and they function and they do it and they follow what this machine has said because it's been programmed to do so. And all of a sudden they're just like continuing on and just eradicating people for playing with toys in, in another room. No one questions it. No one worries about it. Everyone just keeps moving. So there's something there that's interesting. Like what if it existed? What if there was a system here and everyone just followed it blindly and this is where it ended up? in this idea of a false sacred timeline like that could be interesting that could be fascinating i think more so than just what if loki created it 
Um, but like, I don't know if they're going to go that way with it. I don't know if that's going to ultimately be it. I assume we're going to find out because Sylvie has, you know, confronted Ravana and wants to know, you know, tell me everything. So, uh, presumably that will happen. Um, yeah. Plus I just can't, I cannot with the explanation when Loki rightfully asks, like, what about all of the time shenanigans that happened with the Avengers? And her response, her response was, well, that was supposed to happen. Right. What does that even mean? Like, right. how mm-hmm. arbitrary is all of this if you just decide that certain things are supposed to happen? So that means that, like, Steve Rogers going back into right. a different yeah. timeline to be with, like, his the love of his life was supposed to happen. And then he was supposed to come back again. Like, it, it's just allowed for some people, but for some it's not. It's just the It's just the arbitrary nature of it that has been bothering me since the beginning of the show that I'm really hoping someone explains at some point. Never. No one will explain it. Also, are they going to say who her, who Ravana's like other top agent is? I'm curious because they call it twice now. It's Loki. Hmm. (sighs) When in doubt, it's Loki. When in doubt, it's Loki. (laughs) What show are you watching? It's Loki. It wasn't Mephisto. It was Agatha all along. I don't need that to be Mephisto. I don't need it's it to be Loki. anything. It's but Loki. like that's it's like, like one of those things where it's just like, ooh, the worst. It's Loki, answer. and if it's not, then hopefully it's a delightful surprise. But I'm not holding my breath. Um, Maybe it's bits minutes. Uh, yeah, uh, that that's so good. I, I, I would love that. that. That is on the board for sure. I think that's a great call, Latanya. I think like. Um, Chekhov's Miss Minutes, you know, like <laughs> yeah, her best what? agents. It's a literal cartoon character. I would love yeah. it. I would yeah. love uh, it. Like, what uh, even are you? Yeah, <laughs> no. I do want to know. Miss Minutes like is the timekeeper. Miss Minutes is behind everything. Yeah, you know, if they get an evil Miss Minutes, it yeah. looks exactly like that, but is like maniacal with Tara Strong's voice. I'm into that. A plus. Again, uh, this is this is the zaniness I want. Yeah. Uh, this is from Felipe, who uh, over at the Post Show Recaps patron feed, Felipe alongside Ariel and Grace just recapped Luca, uh, the Disney movie. So that is available in the patron feed. A really fun, uh, good, long recap between the three of them. You should check that out. Um, Felipe wrote in and said, why was Jamie Alexander uncredited? What the F? Um, <laughs> the return of Lady Sif after a bit of a yadis. Uh, didn't this kind of feel though like well we can get Jamie Alexander? Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually also thought it was the same thing. <laughs> like exactly we're gonna put thought. Loki in the torture chamber. We're gonna take him to hell. We're gonna have him relive a horrible toxic memory. It's like we can get Jamie Alexander, we, yeah. but we can't right? get Chris. No. Uh, we can get Jamie. Sure can't get. And but I mean, like it would be a horrible nightmare loop to just be like stuck in like a basically a hallway where you're getting punched in the face and kneed in the groin at nauseum. That sucks. That does you know that sound Reliving the moment when Thanos chokes you and breaks your neck. I feel like that's a lot worse. That wasn't his life. That he didn't do that. That wasn't him. Yeah, I suppose that's accurate. And they're not getting Brolin. No, 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 of course not. Roland's got I'm just saying, like, it, it was it was a fun gimmick, but it was also one of those moments of just like, they probably... They I was probably thrilled to see her. I love Lady Sif. I love Jamie oh, yeah. Alexander. It was great, but it was, like, gettable. Yes. Yeah, and 100%. she's also, like, to remind people that she didn't, like, Hela didn't kill her. So she, right. she's actually going to be back in Thor Love and Thunder. That's the word. That's the word on the street. So they're, they're setting that up, I guess, here with uh, Lady Sif returning to just uh, destroy... <laughs> 
Oh my god, so funny. Um uh to your point about Ravana, um this is from Cutesy. Cutesy said, I'm am I missing something? Because I thought we haven't gotten nearly the whole story for, for Ravana yet. I saw it less as she's revealed to be one hundred percent the villain and more as she's on the wrong side of this. I'm still not clear on her motivations beyond being pissed that Sylvie got away from her. Um, do we think that there is a world here where um where Ravana is able to uh to like I don't know, not be the worst character on the show. Like, is there still a world where like, she's not just going to be outright supervillain Kevin? Um, yeah, there, I mean, there is right where, I mean, I, I, I feel like this character still has potential. Um, I, I think, I think next episode will be a big sticking point, right? Like, I just think it's in that delivery too of like, have her be more about like that idea too, where it's just like, there are no timekeepers, but there needs to be order. Like someone so devoted to the idea of just like there needs to be order to the chaos that they went down this path. And I think that's interesting. I think you could do something with that character. Um, so there's possibilities there and I'm fine with her being the big bad ultimately. Again, I don't I don't need like a big punchy, you know, knuckle drag down fight. Um, I, I would love a little more heady uh, ending, but um, I don't know. I Again, it, it, where, where, where it ultimately goes is going to be really interesting. There's only two episodes left. And if the next episode is like crazy romp, which I would be absolutely down for, there's a lot that I still think needs to be, um, you know, cleaned up in the timeline uh, for the final episode. There's two left. Yeah, that's it. I thought there was three. Nah, man, it always goes so fast. Wow. Uh, Yeah. Wow. Wow. Gosh. Um, (laughs) I mean, to not even like really go into it until this deep into the podcast feels like an atrocity. Uh, But like they they killed, they pruned him. They pruned Mobius. They pruned Mobius. Mobius. He's going to come riding in on a jet ski, guys. It's going to be great. Here's the thing. So so this is from from Adam. Adam wrote and said, I think they missed an opportunity to keep us waiting until next episode to reveal that something else happens after you're pruned. And the Mobius thing being pruned sort of gets uh, is sort of ruined uh, as a result a bit because like now we're like suspecting that Mobius is also in this place wherever Loki is. And then if he's not like. You know, like, I, does that like take away like some of like the gut punch that we're feeling? Because like now we're leaving this episode, and instead of being like, "Wow, they killed Owen Wilson in episode four, the feeling at least that I that I have is like Owen Wilson will pop back up in some way, shape, or form. Like I'm not like mourning the character at all. I'm not like mourning Loki. Like there were a lot of people in the in the Discord when we were chatting about Loki this week, being like, I would have loved it if like they like had like committed to pruning variant Loki and we don't see what happens to him this week because now we've got like a full week of speculating. Okay. So is Loki now the Sylvie show? Uh, like they did, did it was, was the mid, the mid credit scene. Can it Kevin paradoxically be the best scene of the episode and also a mistake? <laughs> uh, I think no, because to I mean, for me, the moment Loki got pruned, I was just like, now nah, they're both fine. And I know, like, as much as we'd be like, oh, but what if they, like, took that swing? They wouldn't. It's just one of those things where it's just like, I don't, I don't, I don't believe Disney would do it. Like, full stop. I just don't, like, nothing that has been shown yet has proven it, uh, that they would take a risk or take a swing that hard. Um, so, yeah, it was. it's just one of those moments for me that it didn't, it didn't hit. And maybe, you know, it did for some people until the post credits. But the moment Loki got pruned, I was just like, okay, they're both fine um it's not game of thrones they're not gonna they're not gonna do something like that crazy because it's it's too it's it's too it's too risky for a company (laughs) 
<laughs> like them, unfortunately. Not that risky to kill yeah. Owen Wilson in episode no, four. No, expensive. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It wouldn't be risky if it was just Owen Wilson. The moment it's Tom Hiddleston, none of it matters. That's what I'm saying. I think it's possible that the other agent is another Mobius. Ooh, yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. It's Luke Wilson. This is what I want. Give <laughs> me Luke Wilson. <laughs> or, or the, what is their other brother's right, name? Right, the third brother. Yeah. Yeah, third, I've known about him since Auto Rocket. Yeah. Because um, yeah. he, he pops up in all of the Wes Anderson, not all, but like a, a lot of the Wes Anderson stuff. And you just, you're just like, if a squint, maybe that's yeah, a Wilson yeah. brother. Hey. I think I, I think I mentioned this. I was watching a Netflix movie that I found called Time Cave, and like that movie started off, and I had no idea this character showed up at the very beginning, and it's the voice I hear first, and I'm just like Owen Wilson, and then I see him, and I'm like, that's not Owen Wilson. There's a third Wilson, isn't there? And it 100 was. It just they talk the same way, and they look a lot alike. Um, it would have been. It would have been. Uh, I mean, I definitely had this moment. They. They prune Andrew. Owen. They That's prune him. Owen Wilson, uh, Andrew Wilson. They prune Owen. They prune Mobius. And I was like, "Whoa!" Like I definitely yeah. did have that reaction. I, I did was like, too. Oh, I was like, "Oh no!" In my notes, yeah. um, I just wrote down how much I liked him, and I did because, yeah. like, we discussed last week, is Owen Wilson our favorite thing of the show? And like, I literally was just like, "I think Owen Wilson is my favorite thing in the show." And he gets pruned, and I'm like, "Oh no!" Yeah. Well, when he has that fantastic bit of acting where he's sitting down finally after he gets Loki out of the time loop with Lady Sif and Loki tells him that all of the TV agents, including him, you know, were like variants. There's a a, a combination. Gosh, that's a good one, Loki. Oh my right. gosh. You almost fooled me. But also like a, a kind of a realization of like this feels like it's like what you're saying is true. It's real. Yeah. But I I am like a company man. So mm-hmm. like I can't admit to you an actual variant that like this is true. And I thought that was some really good like just like facial acting coming from him. And his and then a scene uh later in the office with um Ravana was really good um as well. So like, you know, he's been great throughout the show. It would be interesting if we got another variant of him, if yeah. he was like the secret um, agent, <laughs> I guess, uh, secret agent man. I want to see him on a jet ski jumping a yes. shark Mobius uh, <laughs> by the end of this. Yeah. I, He's, I mean, at this point, we, we've we got to see him on a jet ski. I mean, like... You know, the he has the line as he's getting pruned that, like, you know, there there is a world that's probably not the world we're living in. We're like, that was like the resolution of that. And so it's like bitter, you know, mm-hmm. like they do it. They like they answer it, but it's very bitter and that sucks and that's sad and that's great. But I I, I also think like I, I think it is possible that that version of him is gone. I, I would not be surprised, but I, I would be stunned if we don't see Owen Wilson on the show again at some point. Um, and it will probably just be this version. Like, he and Loki are going to find each other in New York. Like, gosh, this is what happens when you get pruned? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it'll be some version of that. To that point of acting, though, and, like, I, I feel like, yes, he he was great. And I think, like, we can, like, you know, have some questions about, like, the Ravana heel turn. But I think, like, Gugu and Bathara, like, when she's <laughs> in the elevator with her and she's, like, um, why? and Sylvie's, like, why did, why did you take me? And she's just, like, I don't remember. I thought that chilled me to my core. I thought that no. was great. I thought that was really, really good. That was um, right. 
yeah, yeah. Like, and like the fact that like she kind of just like very just like coldly was just like yeah just like prune my guy over there like, yeah you know like she i i i have basically no issues with that character i think that she's just such a good actor and i i love the way that she's playing the character so i, I want to know more i need some depth to it but like mm-hmm. i trust the performer at the very least to to like infuse a lot of energy into even like a thinly written character like i think i think she's uh she's just great um anything else uh kevin you got anything that you want that we didn't touch on that you want to you want to you want to poke and prod at crocodile um, i'm trying to think of like if there's anything like major that happened that the to call out but i think we hit the uh, the big parts i will say uh i thought what was really funny is that uh when you do see the timekeepers they felt almost animatronic-y individuals yeah. so it's i really like after all right i <laughs> thought it was i thought that was great that they were just robots because it was a moment of you see them and you're just like "Ooh, did they not hit the budget fully here um and then it's just like no they are robots you're just like oh perfect like yeah. i thought that was like, extremely well done uh yeah i uh I'm I'm interested where it goes. I I, I I want a lot of what was promised at the end of this episode in the post credits, and we'll see if they deliver. It'll be really upsetting if they don't. But benefit of the doubt, they'll give us something. Uh, LT, final call, last call. What do you got on Loki episode four? Loki writ large predictions for the future. Anything you got? A uh, couple, like you know, uh, callbacks. So that Loki got Colsoned. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he yeah. Would- stabbed in the back for sure uh, was interesting um and then that i would not have known what any of those timekeepers were saying if i didn't have my closed captioning on like that was just weird um <laughs> like um the mics that they put on you yeah. to like create bass in people's voice um that was odd um <clears throat> and then um the callback just to the first episode about uh, whether or not you're a robot, you know, to go through that machine and then to like see that the people like that are the timekeepers that are supposed to be like the all knowing keepers of the timeline are actually robots is also it's really interesting to me. Um, Just, you know, going forward, I'm really looking forward to seeing exactly when and where Loki um, Prime is like, you know, the Loki that we know. Um, to seeing how the uh timekeeper the the agents are gonna like start to turn against um the TVA and what the upheaval of that will be, and generally just figuring out what is the resolution going to be for this show. Like, what does this mean ultimately for the larger MCU if the TVA one comes into play and two you know if it's no longer going to be staffed because people are just going to like walk out or whatever and be like you know we're you know we we were variants like we like to go back to our our old lives like what if they unionize essentially yeah um (laughs) it's just going to be really interesting going forward and i'm i'm looking forward to see how they resolve this because it's just chaos at this point um and yeah yeah two episodes left to to build that ladder which chaos is mm. 
heard that on a television show. <laughs> I heard it on yes, a show. Once. I heard that on a show that airs on TV. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm really pumped to see where uh, it goes. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Josh, curious. it did not air on TV. It's not it's TV. Not it's not TV. TV. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. Good point. It's a fair not. point. It's a fair point. Good catch, good catch. Uh, you know, all, all reservations aside, like, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see where it goes. I definitely am enjoying it more than I'm not, but, like, I still think, for me, like mid-tier Marvel, this is what these shows have been better than no Marvel for me, but like it could be mm-hmm. a little bit better, but that's fine. Um, we'll get back into it next week. I guess I won't. Kevin will with Mike Bloom. He's going to be on the podcast next week. The two of them will take down this episode. Uh, people have been asking, what are our Black Widow plans? Kevin and I were talking before. We're going to cover Black Widow. It's coming out on July 9th. Neither of us are going to be able to get into it like immediately afterwards. I'm going to be away um, but Kevin and I, when we talk about uh, the Loki finale uh, the following week, we will also talk about Black Widow first reactions. And then the week after that, we'll do Loki feedback and Black Widow feedback. So basically, we'll get you both Loki and Black Widow simultaneously across those two podcasts. It'll be super fun. We're going to get into it. Reviews have been, I think, a little uh, over the map. Most people seem to dig it. But like there have been like a few people like, I don't know. Um, so we'll find out. I'm excited to... <laughs> Excited yeah. to check it out. I'm excited. I hear that Florence Pugh steals the show, which in pew, my pew, opinion pew. is true That's of like everything right? yeah. pew, pew, that pew. she is yeah. in. So I'm I'm, I'm honestly hyped. just looking forward to Florence Pugh. I'm hype. I'm hype. Um, LT, so great having you on here. You've, be back. You've been uh, uh, unpacking your knives and staying over at reality TV wrap ups talking top chef. Yeah, that's true. The finale's airing right now. It is airing right now, which shows how much I love the two of you. (laughs) That I have not like gone on strike. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. Um, But yeah, no, we we're gonna have like a a little mini. Like I I've got my charcuterie board, like um ingredients all ready to go, and uh, my sister and nephew and I are gonna watch some Top Chef, and then. Um, this weekend, I believe on Saturday, it'll probably come out Sunday or Monday. Haley and I are going to talk about it, uh, cause Kurt won't, uh, be in town. Uh, but Haley and I are going to talk about everything. Um, and if you missed our last ep- most recent episode, um, uh, we had the great chef Brooke Williamson on, uh, she was just fantastic. She's awesome. She's cool. Yeah. And answered all of my questions and basically made my dreams come true. So check me out there. And then um, there may be some, um, if you've been following me on Twitter, then you know that I like uh, Olympic sports, specifically gymnastics. There may be some rehab Olympics uh, podcasting going on uh, with me. So um, So stay tuned. Yeah. All right. Follow at LK Starks to get the latest on all of that. Uh, Latanya, I also have a thing I want to talk to you about. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk we'll talk offline. A little bit of a Ooh. tease. It's a thing I'd like to ask you about. Love it. Uh, Kevin, what's Hi. going on? Uh, as as this podcast Hi. is out, so too is the first episode of a new podcast series that you've launched in the main feed of Post Show Recaps, a patron only podcast that we've released the first episode of for everybody to get a taste. Why don't you tell us what that is? That's right. Uh, brand new podcast coming out, hitting your feed. So go check it out. The podcast is called uh, Why, A, eh? in which Melissa Woodward, who's from Canada, which would explain the title, um, it, it cover and I cover uh, YA fiction. Um, we're going to talk about books, but we're mainly focused on adaptations, and we're going to, you know, go through 
various ones, presuming you all like it and want it to keep going. Uh, but the big one that we're kicking things off with that we touch on in this episode and then we'll be getting deep down into with the future episodes is, of course, the Twilight franchise. Yes. Uh, it's Sparkle been Time, baby. He's been threatening uh, it forever, I've Kevin. Been has been it for so long. <laughs> Kevin, I posted this in the Post Show Recaps main feed under the title, The Twilight Saga, Yes, Really. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, we're so excited to be covering this. We're so excited to do this podcast. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I hope you guys tune in. You can check out that first episode for uh, free for everyone uh, on the main feed. And then if you'd like to continue with us as we dive into the Twilight franchise, the Twilight Saga, um, you can sign up patreon.com slash recaps. The $5 level gets you access to that podcast and, and the previous one Melissa and I did, which was the Mighty Ducks Game Changers podcast and a bunch more uh, wonderful goodness over there on the Patreon feed. Nice. Okay, great stuff. Uh, that's in the Patreon feed. So many things in the Patreon feed. You can check that all out, patreon.com slash recaps. Put a smile on your face and mine and sign up today. You'll have the best time. Uh, consider doing it. Patreon.com slash post show recaps. Follow Kevin on the Twitter as well at Kev Mahadeo. I'm at Round Howard. Uh, I will uh, try and write into you and Mike with some thoughts on Loki. Kevin, for the podcast, I'll miss episode five, but I'll be back for the finale. And we'll talk about Black Widow on that finale podcast as well. Uh, Latanya, a blast as always. So much fun getting you on here. Yay, I'm glad um, I got to come back. Thank yeah, you for me too, me. for sure. 100%. All right, everybody. We'll be back next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.